This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, Wednesday edition. We usually have First Shot President Andy Herzer with us, but... Um, his foundation is having a golf tournament today. Boy, did Mother Nature not uh, do her best for that. But he sold out the morning and the uh, afternoon portions of that. And, of course, um, um, A.J. Brown and Tanny Hill will be in town tomorrow to speak. And um, so look forward to that. And we'll have Andy in on Friday and talk I'll talk about that. So, We've got a pinch hitter today. Uh, that would be Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Larry, how are you? Uh, Monty, I'm doing well. You remind me of my old coach when he'd look down the bench and couldn't see anybody else. He'd say, Woody, Woody, you're in. So so I guess I'm being <laughs> set in, right? Well, we, we Andy's usually set on Wednesdays, and <laughs> but uh, like I said, he's having a, a not the ideal day for golf tournaments, though. It'd be a little brisk out on the links, Ooh. wouldn't it? After the warm weather, we have. well, we've got to get them blackberries and dogwoods and all them little little winters out of the way, and then we'll, that's right. We'll get to um, um, to the good weather for the spring and rest of the spring and the summer. Um, what makes it particularly bad, Monty? It was such, such a beautiful day yesterday up in the you know mid seventies. My buddy and I were out out on the lake yesterday, and we we told each other we better better get the get the fishing the, our fishing itch scratched because we knew it was going to plunge tonight, and sure enough, it did. So, so we lowered the uh, the lake level at Percy Priest, Monty, by several inches with all the fish we took out yesterday. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you, you believe that, don't you? Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> all righty. Well, hey, we got the NFL draft around the corner uh, next week, um, and uh, it's it's funny listening to all the the various theories out there on. Who's going to take this quarterback? Who's going to take that quarterback? What are the Titans going to do down at 20-whatever they are? Um, nobody really knows because you don't know what type of trades are going to be made or anything. No, I think the t- Titans picked 22nd, which is you know not, not not great but not bad. And, and, and again, you don't know. There might be some swapping. They, they've really uh, – the Titans management uh, front office model has really played this close to the best. I've been trying to read some – you know some of the, the website stuff uh, about uh, about what they might, might be looking for, and uh, 
and they, they, they aren't talking. You know, it's no secret they need help on defense, but uh, but you don't know. That, you know, there's speculation they could do some swapping, trading, and so bottom line is we don't know. Uh, I, I wonder if the Titans know. <laughs> but that's what I'm I'm starting to wonder, if, if, if they have made up their minds and decided, you know, w- w- really what they want to do. Yeah, it's and then, of course, you know, you got so many quarterbacks are going to go in that first round, and, um, you know, I know San Francisco moved up to number three, um, presumably to take Mac Jones, but then uh, they may take the kid out of Ohio State. Who knows what they're going to do? Well, one thing we can say for sure, Monty, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a wealthy young man about a week from today. Yeah, he is. And, you know, he, he's kind of taking a, uh, a little bit of heat because, uh, you know, he's, he's he's so unassuming and he's taking a little heat here this week, you know, for saying something like, um, you know, uh, Football's not everything, but I'm going to be the best. You know, I'm motivated to be the best I can be, but I don't play with a chip on my shoulder. Well, he shouldn't. He's never lost hardly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't know what it feels like. And, again, yeah, on, on, and I saw those quotes, Monty. On one hand, you know, you kind of admire the kid for, for his priorities. On the other hand, I'm not sure that's what you say a week before the NFL draft, but I remember, Monty, a quick kind of a, a humorous story along that line. Uh, when I was a Vanderbilt beat writer, of course, uh, with Watson Brown was coaching and just really struggling to win a game. And one game they're playing Army here at, here in Nashville at Dudley Field. They drive down, and there's about a minute left. Vandy's down two points, and they line up about a 20-yard field goal. I mean, it's 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 a, a, a gimme. You can't miss that field goal. But, the, but Vandy did. The place kicker trots out, lines it up, tests the win and kicks it and it goes off it doesn't even go in the general direction of the goal post it goes off toward the stand so after the game's over i go into the locker room and the johnny clark's a quick kicker's name nothing against johnny he's a successful judge now went on to a great good career but anyway i went over to the locker room and watson brown's crying the assistants are banging kicking the lockers the players are throwing their helmets and johnny's starting to undress i go over and sit down and say johnny that was a, a really tough way to lose one wasn't it and he said, "Well, I wasn't put on this earth to kick foot, to kick field goals. If nothing worse than that happens, I'll have a pretty good life." <laughs> so so I, I put it in the paper, right, or used his quote the next morning. When Watson saw it, he hit the ceiling. He he called Johnny in and chewed him out one side and down the other. But again, it's kind of like Trevor Lawrence. You, you, the, the, you know, in the, in the big picture, that's true. You know, there's, there's bigger bigger things in life. Than uh, throwing a football or kicking a football, but it's probably not what exactly what a player should say after he's just cost his his team one of the one of the rare, rare wins that they, they looked like they were going to get. At. They were Vandy was averaging two wins a year under Watson, and Johnny just just let one get away. But anyway, you you got to admire their candor, I guess. Yeah, well, kickers uh, can be a little squirrely anyway. Uh, not a, not a little; they're a lot squirrely. Yeah, middle had one. But, but think about it. Yeah, I, I've always thought my, that that's the most pressurized position in football to, to wander off the track a bit. They're out there by themselves. Everybody's watching them. They don't have a teammate, you know, other than obviously the snapper and the holder, that kind of thing. But basically, it's up to them. They're a one-man show, and, and it's not like that. There's no other position like that. Even a quarterback, you know, he's got people around him and, and protection and somebody to blame it on if something goes wrong. But the poor old place place kicker, 
uh, man, he, he's a like I say, he's a one man show, and uh, you know it's either either feast or famine for him. He's either the hero or the goat on on those kicks. So I always thought that was the most pressurized position on on a football team. Well, especially when you look in the in the NFL, how many games are decided on the last kick of the game? Oh yeah, get, uh, I, it'd be interesting to get statistics, uh, Monty, about about what that is. But I thought the same thing, and it seems like more and more. Every season it comes down to that. I guess that's parity and balance, but it seems like almost every game comes down to a kick. And back to Vanderbilt, you know, wins were awfully hard to come by. Like I say, Watson was there five years and averaged a couple of wins a year. And here's Johnny Clark. He's got a – Vandy's got the game won. If he can kick a a field goal across the room, Vandy's won that game and he misses it. So, again, you you, you feel for the kid, but – but man, what 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 pressure there uh, uh, a player is under? Uh, Alabama, so a team like that, a place kicker branches out and he, he could miss six field goals, and Alabama's still going to win by thirty points. So there's not much pressure. But when you kick it for a team like Vanderbilt, where points are precious, man, the the, the pressure's got to be enormous. Uh, as I coined it years ago, I call it the dreaded toe. So, <laughs> that's right. The, <laughs> the, the, jink, the, the toe jinx. That's right. You know, middle had a guy kicked. Here several years ago, um, and they offered him a they offered him a scholarship, and so he he said yeah he he would come and play, and I think he ended up calling the coach back and he goes you mean I actually get my my school paid for this? Boots <laughs> <laughs> uh, tells a hilarious story about a, a a kid who tried to walk on it at middle. And he showed up in Boots' office, and he was accompanied by a midget. And the midget sat on Boots' desk, swinging his le- little legs back and forth while Boots interviewed the place kicker. Oh and uh, I, I, I think he actually signed the kid. I think the, I mean, didn't sign him. I think he let the kid walk on. But uh, it takes Boots about 20 minutes to tell that story, Monty. But it's it's hilarious. He ought to, he could make a Jerry Clower record out of it. He can he can do a comedy hour on his own. That's for sure. Boots finally told him. He said, "I'll give you a shot, but I don't know about the midget." <laughs> All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. I'm always one of those that goes on and off diets. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. And you know, at Demas's, one of the things that I started doing because of my own eating habits is, is we have a low calorie menu and a low carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. 
All and sports State talk Farm on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Hello again, and this is Lenny Farmer, funeral pre-planner for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. I know, I know, you have a lot of questions concerning how to plan for those final days. It can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be as stressful and won't be when you get your questions answered way in advance. That's what I'm here for. Call me with any questions you have about your personal funeral needs. With 25 years of experience in this industry, I can help you put your questions to rest. Call me at 615-893-2422. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the Law Offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. While the Braves continue their series in New York taking on the Yankees, we'll have our next high school sports coverage beginning on Thursday night. It's State Farm Prep Sports as the Oakland Patriots take on Rockvale in baseball. 5.50 airtime on Thursday with a 6 o'clock first pitch right here on WGNS Radio. On Friday, the Blue Raiders begin their series with UAB. It's a home game, a home series, if you will, for the Blue Raiders as the action takes place at Reese Smith Jr. Field. Friday at 545, Saturday, doubleheader, two seven-inning games beginning at 1245, and on Sunday at 1245, we'll have it all covered for you right here on News Radio, WGNS, Braves versus Arizona over the weekend as well. You'll catch it all right here on News Radio, WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio, WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. We touch it on the NFL draft. And um, this week it was announced, speaking of the NFL, the Titans players are not going to um, go to the voluntary workouts. I know there's three or four teams that aren't going to do it. I think other teams are, are kind of falling in line with it. I think I – think one thing that come out of the pandemic, I think they liked the um, less violent, no voluntary, and, and doing a lot of stuff by Zoom. Yeah, they learned they could live without it, and they learned they could get away with it. I, I, I'm a little amused. I remember a lot of college coaches had to, money, and you do, you know this too, they would hold voluntary workouts. And, and there was nothing voluntary about it, you no. know. It was called voluntary, but uh, you can you you knew the coaches were there, and they they knew who was in the weight room and who wasn't, and who was working out voluntarily and who wasn't. So there really in college there really wasn't anything voluntary about voluntary workouts. Uh, those kids were expected to be there, and the coaches were taking taking names. Uh, and the pros, I don't know. I guess they got so much clout and the agents and the money and the the. the uh, the secured contracts and that stuff. I guess it. I guess it is actually voluntary. If they don't want to show, they don't have to show. To, to me, Marty, it, it's it, it's more about show uh, showing dedication. You know, a commitment to the team to show up and you know when you work out. I'm for crying out loud. These guys get paid millions of dollars to, to work. You know, five or six months a year. How much 
you know, most of us have to go to, to the wire, to the gym somewhere and work out our, out on our own. These guys got, you know, good facilities to work out and can go in and, and work out and be paid millions of dollars for doing it. Seems, seems like a little, a little petty, a little selfish when they, when they start skipping the workouts like that. But again, you know, I guess the COVID gave them, gave them some cover last year and maybe they're still using that cover this year as an excuse not to, not to do it. I know Kelly Holcomb told me he, he, um, you know, he probably could have hung around and signed with another team, but he hated training camp and he hated exhibition games. He, he, you know, he's like, they know, he goes, they know after one game, he goes, now you may have one guy here or there make the team unexpectedly because of an injury. He goes, they know who they're going to keep already. And he goes, that's just, he goes, he's, he goes, I told my agent, I'm not going to the camp. So he went ahead and hung it up. I agree with uh, with Kelly on the on the exhibition games and and also Monty. I, I, when I was covering the NFL, I made the mistake of referring to to it as an exhibition game, and I got a, a nasty letter from the league office saying they're preseason games, they're not exhibition games. So of course I made sure from then on to refer to all the games as as exhibition games after I got the, the nasty letter from the NFL. But anyway, point being, I, I agree. I. I, I've never liked the exhibition games. There's no, uh, preseason games. There's nothing to, to re- gain, like you said, unless there's a borderline player that might be able to make an impression on a coach at the last minute. But most of the positions are secure, and it's a chance that a that a good that a player could get hurt. That's why most of the starters aren't on the field very very long in those uh, those exhibition games. So I agree with Kelly. I, I, and I think I believe Monty. I believe they cut it back to two this season, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah, I you think know. it's still, yeah two two preseason. And as far as I'm concerned, that's still too too many. But uh, but as usual, they didn't call and ask me. And they're going to be playing 17 games too. So instead of 16, which that don't sound like a lot, but I tell you what, you look at the end of the year. Um, you know, you look how beat up the Titans were at the end of the year. I didn't even know some of the guys they had on defense. And you know, I watch them every week and keep up with them. And um, it's maybe it's going to be one of them deals. He who is the healthiest may do the best in the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. That that extra game when you're out there playing for keeps and tackling for real, it can uh, it can take a toll. And now it's you know the NFL is not fooling anybody. The reason they added this, the 17th game is money. You know they'll make make billions of dollars off that extra game. And uh, you know, with TV and advertising and everything else, so it, it, it's all about the money, and I got a lot of that money ends up in the players' pockets. So I guess the players can't complain too much about having to work 17 days a year. But uh, but anyway, that's that's like like most everything else in sports nowadays, Monty. It, it, it's all about the money. Well, speaking of money, and I can't—I don't know if we talked touched on this last time. Vanderbilt committing 300 million to its athletics and um i was somewhat taken i was kind of stunned about that it is but i can't figure out monty exactly what they're spending it on you know there's speculation they were going to to build a new football stadium of course that's out that that wouldn't be enough to start start that basically it looks like they're going to kind of spiffy the place up do some painting and a little remodeling and that kind of thing but again, I guess the, the bottom line is kind of symbolic. They make a commitment, three hundred plus million. So, um, but but again, for 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 big programs, you know, SEC level programs, that's not a, frankly, that's not a, a, a real big commitment. 
But uh, as far as the football stadium went, I, I wasn't sold on that either. The way I looked at it, it's a pretty good stadium. I was out out there, you know, not too long ago. And uh, it, it's not a bad stadium. It needs sprucing up a little. But I, I guess the way I'd look at it, fill, fill up the one you got first, and then we'll talk about building another one. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it is. You know, it's you know, I felt sorry for it at times, um, you know, particularly the year before last when they're having to go on silent counts in their home stadium because the visitor visitors have taken over the place yeah yeah so uh, again it, it, you know good good for vanderbilt they are showing a commitment and put some putting some money up but uh but uh, uh 300 million is not going to survive it's not going to solve vanderbilt's uh, uh, athletic problems particularly football and it looks like men's basketball is about to go the same way but uh but it's been a struggle for for decades, and will continue to be a be a struggle. I, I just don't see see much promise in, in, in sight. But again, I, I could be wrong. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I'd like to see them succeed, but I just don't know how it's going to happen. Well, I tell you, um, speaking of basketball, uh, Coach Barnes in Knoxville, another outstanding recruiting year. I mean, they're going to end up one or two. Maybe Gonzaga may be number one, but. Uh, uh, they're getting the big time players in there, but you know, um, you get you know if you get too many ones and duns, it's uh, you never know which direction that thing's going to go. That's that's the downside, Monty, of loading up on those those super players. Uh, if you're going to sign a bunch of super players, you better have some results because people are going to start wondering, hey, what happened to all those superstars you brought in, and we we can't we can't get through the SEC tournament. I, and, and again, I, not picking on UT, but I thought UT was the biggest flop in college basketball this year. Certainly, the biggest flop in the SEC, based on where they, how they started out, and the expectations, and and how they finished. Uh, you know, it was just a just an abysmal an abysmal season for the Vols. And and again, with, with some talent, they, they, that that was a talented basketball team. And and the longer they played, the worse they got. That's not a that's not a good way to, to, to finish the second half of the season. And, you know, we've been talking a lot here. Andy, you know, who's on the show with me on Wednesdays, as I alluded to at the start of the show, uh, to me, there's a lot to be said for four-year teams with four-year players. Um, you know, your Loyola, Chicago, Loyola of Illinois, you know, teams like that. Um, and, you know, you look back at really Barnes – um, best team, uh, you know, were Grant Williams. I think he had one Ivy League offer. Um, Bone, their point guard. Uh, none of those guys were really high-profile recruits. No, and, and again, that's a double-edged sword of having a having a superstar like a like a Pippen at Vanderbilt, for example. Your chances are you're not going to they're not going to be around for four years. So, but a, but a coach knows that going in when he signs somebody like that, he knows he's probably not going to keep him four years so so you, you you squeeze squeeze the most juice out of him you can while you got him and then uh, wish him good luck with his his uh, pro career that's just uh, that's just the way the game is played nowadays we're joined today by larry woody longtime sports writer author and columnist we'll take a break we'll be back and chip walters will join us with the blue raider insider report
If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. Did you know I can make noise with my left eye? <laughs> I, 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 I was I trying did. to get it on the microphone. <laughs> oh, you did. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. We're working at a serious wreck over in Williamson County. It's going to be on Paytonsville Road just off I-65. And that just happened in the last 30 minutes or so over in Williamson County. Traffic's busy here right on schedule through uh, Rutherford County on 24 up by 840. All the traffic on 840 right now. Uh, there's a lot of it actually headed over towards Wilson County. Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep of the Sharks coming up on May 12th. All the details at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Listen live WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, folks, and let's talk about the final round of the Conference USA Women's Golf Championships at Lake Javita Golf and Country Club in Dade City, Florida. Middle Tennessee started the day in third place behind North Texas and Western Kentucky, and at the end of the final round, Middle Tennessee had cut four strokes off the Western Kentucky second-place advantage, and the Blue Raiders ended up in a flat-footed tie with Western Kentucky at – 11 over par, 875 for the three-day event. North Texas ends up being your conference championship. They pretty much uh, 
beat the brakes off the rest of the league. They uh, win by 12 strokes. They were minus one. Middle and Western were both at plus 11. UTSA was at plus 13, just two shots back. But then uh, it uh, it spreads out a pretty good bit. Old Dominion uh, followed by FAU, UTEP, Southern Miss, Florida International, Marshall, and UAB. As far as uh, the uh, individuals on the uh, on the on the course, Sophie Burks was Middle Tennessee's uh, top uh, finisher, as she finished in a tie for seventh at plus one, with a uh, three-day total of two seventeen. So, congratulations, the Lady Raiders made a big comeback today, and uh, boy, if they could just uh, have found one less shot somewhere along the way to uh, put the Hilltoppers in their uh, in their rearview mirror, but ended up in a in a second place tie at the Conference USA Championships, playing some of their best golf of the year. All right, uh, speaking of women's action, on the tennis side, Middle Tennessee women's tennis team begins their quest for a Conference USA Championship tomorrow when they take on Southern Miss at 9 a.m., uh, at the conference championships in Denton, Texas. So we'll keep you up to date on that. All right, let's turn to the classroom. Middle Tennessee's athletic department inducted 61 student athletes into the Chi Alpha Sigma National College Athlete Honor Society in April. The 61 student athletes is a new record for the most inductees in a year for the Blue Raiders. There were 35 female and 26 male student athletes inducted in the Blue Raiders' 16th class. Baseball had 12 inductees, followed by nine from soccer, eight from softball, six from men's tennis, five each from volleyball and women's golf, and four each from football and women's track. There were three student-athletes from men's track, two each from women's tennis and men's basketball, and one from men's golf. And uh, having already clinched the number one seed for the Conference USA Tournament this week for their accomplishments on the court, Middle Tennessee's men's tennis team showed they are just as strong off the court as four Blue Raiders have been named to the six member Conference USA All-Academic Team. Tom Moonen and Max Roush each earned the honor for the second time, while Francisco Rocha and Pavel Model are recognized for the first time. As a matter of fact, the uh, team GPA for men's tennis is 3.91. So Jimmy Borndame has them uh, doing well on the court and in the classroom for sure. Softball news, another weekly award has been collected by Corinna Dodd, the Blue Raiders pitcher as the Tennessee Sports Writers Association announced Tuesday that Dodd has been named its pitcher of the week. All right, a couple of notes uh, from around Conference USA. Number one, UTEP has been put on one-year probation uh, for violations found within their football and softball programs. You can find more about that online, of course. And also down at FAU, uh, former Pittsburgh Steeler and Georgia wide receiver Heinz Ward is set to join FAU's coaching staff. It's interesting. It says Ward will work with wide receiver coach Joey Thomas. So not sure if it's an on-field position or an analyst position, but it says that Heinz Ward will be joining the FAU staff. All right, that's it for this Wednesday. Everybody have a good hump day, and uh, let's hope it gets a little warmer. How about that? All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert, 
NRAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Larry, uh, one thing we've also been talking about is the transfer portal. Uh, and it's, it's somebody said it's just like free agency in college athletics now. And you wonder what's going to happen to all the high school kids because a lot of people are just jumping right into that portal, picking three or four p- players out and, that have experience and, and, and going that route. And, and Ronnie, the way the the best I can understand it, and it's it's complicated, and I may be wrong on this, but it looks like the NCAA has decided to go with a a rule allowing players, undergraduate players, one transfer, yeah, you know, with, with with no penalty. In other words, they can transfer and not set out a year like they they have been in the past. So get, give them one transfer. Some some players disgruntled at the school with the school that signs him. He gets one. He gets a mulligan. He gets gets to transfer and and be eligible the following season rather than having to set out. Money. I, I, I think that's reasonable. I, you know, if if for whatever reason a, a kid makes a mistake on the choice of his schools or the coach leaves or for whatever reason he, he's dissatisfied, I don't have any problem. <clears throat> excuse me with 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 allowing him. To, to transfer one time. Now, I, I would have a problem with more more than one transfer. You start skipping around every year, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I would think that's uh, that's reasonable. And then, uh, as long as it's restricted to one rule, and also, I, I like the idea of not, <clears throat> not making him set out a year. Why, why penalize a kid? It's almost, uh, you know, obviously the NCAA in the past was trying to to discourage. Uh, players from transferring because if you transferred, then they had to set out a, a whole season. But uh, it, it'll be interesting. So some people, Monty, coaches I talked to, some former and current coaches think it might open the floodgates that that players, if they get peeved at the coach, they'll go ahead and transfer. In other words, it will encourage them to transfer 
more quickly than they used to when they had to set out a year. Yeah. But again, I don't know. It's unknown because we don't know what's going to happen. But I've, I've talked to at least one coach who thinks it could really result in a, in a you know, like mass transfers, but with the, you know, not having to set out a year. Yeah, I think there's like over thirteen hundred players in that in that portal right now. So not all of them are going to get to necessarily play at the level they want. You know. So, yeah. um, but we shall see. All right, we're moving on. Uh, what's going on with NASCAR? Well, um, off to Talladega this weekend. NASCAR's biggest, baddest track. So Talladega's always fun. Our our buddy from Murfreesboro, Jim Freeman, Monty used to be was was the PR director there, and it was. You, you talk about a fun weekend when uh, my buddy Joe Caldwell from the Banner and I would go down and we'd play in a usually a, a, a media drivers golf tournament. They'd pair the media guys up with a couple of couple of NASCAR drivers and uh, we'd play golf on the on a, on Thursday and then go over the track and get semi serious on Friday. But uh, at the uh, Talladega, it's a special Talladega Monty would be the NASCAR version of the Masters golf tournament. You know, springtime in the South and and uh, uh, Augusta has its azaleas, and Talladega has its honeysuckles. So it's a it's a it's going to be a fun weekend at Talladega. A lot a lot of pressure on a lot of drivers. Monty, some of the big name drivers haven't won yet. There've been uh, eight uh, eight different drivers through the first nine races, and 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 not included among those eight are are some some of the biggest names in the sport. So a lot of pressure building on a lot of the well, uh, a lot of the hot dog drivers, as Cuckoo Marlin used to call the big name drivers. The, the hot dogs the um is that good for the sport or does it need a dominant driver i, I think it's great for the sport when there's when when it's unknown now like like most sports so maybe you need a somebody up on the pedestal to, to for everybody else to shoot at so, you know a superstar or something but for the person i think it's good to go to the track every you know saturday night or sunday morning and not having much of an idea who's going to win as i say there's eight, eight of the eight different winners <clears throat> through the first nine races and six of those eight were dark horses were underdogs who nobody expected to win so i i think it's good for the sport I, and uh, and also put a put some pressure on the on the hot dogs make them uh, make them sweat a little the um the race it'll be in in glade bull have you heard what the attendance is going to be like in uh, that well, right now they've got 25,000 permanent seats, grandstand seats, and they're going to add 15,000 temporary seats. So they'll have have 40,000 right now for the for the uh, for the June 20th race. And again, plans are, uh, it, you know, if tickets are reportedly money going well, and it could, you know, they're they're anticipating a sellout. So with temporary seats, you know, the metal scaffolding type seats, they could add another 10,000 almost at the last minute if they needed them. But right now, it looks like they're going to have open with 40,000 seats, and they, they expect to sell out. That'll be quite a weekend around this area then. Well, it'll be fun, and you got the Music City uh, uh, Grand Prix road race around, around Nashville, so uh, a, a lot of people running in circles these days. All right, Larry, it was good to catch up with you as always. Thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you soon. I always enjoy it, Monty. That's Larry Woody joining us today on All Sports Talk. We'll take a break and be right back.
If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You had a day off in... Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Mr. Haney, Here on News Radio, WGNS. Good afternoon. We're working at a serious wreck over in Williamson County. It's going to be on Paytonsville Road just off I-65. And that just happened in the last 30 minutes or so over in Williamson County. Traffic's busy here right on schedule through uh, Rutherford County on 24 up by 840. All the traffic on 840 right now. Uh, there's a lot of it actually headed over towards Wilson County. Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep with the Sharks, coming up on May 12th. All the details at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it. Join the team at Murfreesboro's favorite pizza restaurant. Sir Pizza is now hiring at all three locations. Come by and be part of the team at Sir Pizza. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Let's look at some local high school stuff. Um, Blackman Senior Iana Moore, Riverdale Junior Acacia Hayes, and Providence Christian Academy's Mariah Edmonds were all named to the Tennessee um, Sports Writers Association squad uh, that was released yesterday. So congratulations to that trio. Um, I think this week and then one more week and uh, of baseball in the regular season. Uh, well, in the district season, uh, there's a week built in there for some makeups and things like that, and then we'll start the tournaments uh, right around the corner. Spring fling, about a month away. It's hard to believe. And it's great that we've been able to get the sports in. COVID has not been a big factor in the um, outdoor spring sports, knock on wood. Um, thus far this week in baseball, um, Eagle Bowl, uh, has, they swept Huntland 11 to one and 13 to seven. Uh, yesterday, Oakland 10, Rockville three, Siegel 10, Laverne nothing, Central Magnet four, Nolensville nothing, Stewart's Creek seven, Smyrna nothing, Riverdale two, Blackman one, and MTCS swept Zion Christian, 13-0 and 18-0. Um, and softball, Eagleville, 8. Moore County, 1. Warren, uh, Moore County, 1. Warren County, 2. Rockville, 1. MTCS, um, 6. Zion Christian, 5. Rockville, 18. Laverne, nothing. Eagleville, 6. Cascade, 2. Smyrna, 12. Blackman, 6. Siegel, 7. Stewart's Creek, 4. And Oakland beat Riverdale um, nine to four. And then softball, Smyrna won, Mount Juliet nothing, and Stewart's Creek beat Riverdale ten to two. MTSU baseball, 
They host um, UAB this weekend. Uh, the Blue Raiders um, split last week at um, Western Kentucky, uh, winning the first two games and then dropping uh, the, the last two. So uh, they are 7-8-1. and one. They're in third place in the West Division, but they do still have to play Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech, uh, which are both look like NCAA tournament teams. Uh, certainly um, Louisiana Tech is, along with Charlotte and Old Dominion. So you got three teams right now that I think will be in the uh, in a college regional. So, um, interesting thing, stat. I know a lot of people don't keep up with the NBA and they don't like the game. Um, um, I watch the highlights. I don't watch the game. I guess I'll watch some playoff ball. But um, Steph Curry of Golden State, he's had six games this year of 10 or more made three-pointers. He's got 21 in his career, and no other player in the history of the game has more than five such games. And I know a lot of people, uh, there's a big misnomer out there. They say they can't shoot. They just run up down the court and dunk. Now, these guys can flat fill it up. You got guys shooting 40% from three-point range. Now, there's shooters all over the lot. The game is different, certainly, than the college game. I prefer the college game. Some prefer the 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 later, the latter. But uh, anyway, and Brad Stevens, the head coach of the Celtics, report, reportedly turned down a seven-year, $70 million offer to coach Indiana University. So... Um, you know, of course, he's the former Butler coach. Got him to the championship game. And uh, uh, I guess he, he just seemed like a college guy to me. But maybe it's because he's so young looking. But nevertheless, he um, he likes his um, gig with, in Boston. Now, I don't, know, I don't keep up with soccer. I know they were going to try to form a uh, – uh, top European soccer league, uh, call it a super league. Um, that has since gone. That idea has gone. The PGA now has created um, Professional Golf Association Association Tour has created a forty million dollar pool to reward its top stars. Um, as it continues to stamp down the long-rumored Premier Golf League, it would be golf's version of a Super League. This, according to Golf Week, where so, you know, if you just play in an event, if you're one of the most popular players, you're going to get a guarantee. It's kind of like when Tiger Woods would go to Dubai and play or go overseas. He would get an appearance fee, you know, a million dollars. Phil Mickelson's done it. Several of the golfers have done it. Um, well, the PGA is trying to keep its top players from doing that. Um, particularly, you know, uh, if there's a, an event going on here in the States, you know, unless it's the British Open. So, 
uh, $40 million pool. I don't know how they award it. <clears throat> I don't know when they say it's most popular. Uh, who do you decide is most popular? Uh, is it, you know, or the, the top 20? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen any real paperwork on how they're going to do that. But be, for the golf enthusiasts, it'll be uh, something interesting, interesting to keep up with. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, we'll exit out of here, take uh, t- take you to the uh, Atlanta Braves, New York Yankees um, in progress. So everybody have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.